Hello, everyone. Welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast. My name is Yitzhak Epstein. I'm a narcissistic abuse life coach. I want to talk about narcissistic control today, and specifically a line that I, I came across, uh, I think is it just a fantastic quote describing just the lack of empathy and love uh, shown by narcissistic abusers, um, ultimately the control that they have over victims. This quote uh, comes from Terry Crews, it's impossible to love someone and control them at the same time. So if a narcissistic abuser is controlling every single aspect of their victims, then clearly there's a lack of love because I, I couldn't agree more when there is a uh, control is when you are using somebody. Unconditional love is allowing. It's an unconditional acceptance of who this person is and who, what they represent and what they desire, their will, and their actions, and with lack of judgment and ultimately lack of control. So where there's control, there's a, a lack of love. So narcissistic abusers use love bombing. They use fake empathy, fake love, uh, fake compassion. They use acting, they use fake crying, all to garner a reaction in their victims, ultimately to take control of their decision-making, take control of their, uh, take control of their, uh, their compassion, their, their love, uh, their, their attention, uh, to, all, to, to place that, all of those resources on serving the narcissistic abuser. So, you know, narcissists are in a sense addicted to this control. This control becomes everything that exists, everything they desire. Anything that is done is about control. It's all all the narcissistic abuse tactics, strangulation, uh, sorry, triangulation, gaslighting, silent treatment. It's all done to maintain control in the relationship. Because of course, there's no love, there's no connection, there's no, there's no. Uh, there's no absolutely no synergy and no respect. They're simply using the other individual for their own personal need to reflect back that false self to serve the, their extremely uh, aggrandized sense of self, their ego, ultimately becoming uh, using them as a narcissistic supply. So the control is absolutely imperative. It's all about control. So every aspect of the narcissistic abuse abusive relationship is about control. Victims of abuse have a difficult time with this because it doesn't seem like control. In fact, narcissistic abuse victims feel like to some degree they, they want what, what the narcissist is offering. But what's difficult to see and what victims have to come to terms with is that every aspect of the relationship was about control. There was no connection. Even though it seemed like there was a connection uh, because of the way they felt towards the relationship. So this is a, another difficult uh, part of overcoming narcissistic abuse is understanding that the things they felt were not real with regards to the relationship. They were true feelings. For example, the victims felt love and the victims felt connected, but those feelings were not an indicator of what the truth of the relationship. This is part of how narcissists are able to con victims and pull them into a relationship because the victim feels that they're actually involved in a healthy, loving, connective, mutual, respectful relationship when it's just not the case. So it really is all about control. So when a victim comes to terms with with, with usually a shocking experience, a, a state of shock to come to terms with every aspect of the relationship being a control, controlled relationship, to control tactics, to use them, uh, it becomes very difficult. It becomes almost sort of a uh, too difficult to even accept. Uh, this is the initial stage of, of, of finding out that uh, the individual you have been in a relationship with, maybe it's a parent, coworker, boss, uh, lover, uh, marriage partner is in fact 
not connecting with them, and every ounce of the relationship was a lie, was 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 fake, was was um was there to exploit. Um, this becomes very difficult. The amount of betrayal that I find and I see in victims it is really difficult to overcome, and, and and victims oftentimes will hold on to their denial, even though they kind of realize that there's a denial going on. They need to maintain that state of denial because it's just too shocking and too difficult to accept. Um, and, and slowly but surely the denial starts to fade and they see what was, what's been in, what's in front of them. Uh, and that, and that it was control. Everything about it was control. So, you know, if, if you can source all the abuse tactics back to the desire to maintain control over power over and ultimately use victims, it becomes a little bit more clear as to why the narcissist was doing what they were doing. Every ounce of their motivation was motivated behind how could I make sure this victim does not find out that I'm actually a narcissistically abusive individual and ultimately that I'm using and controlling my victims. So the 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 quote here of not being able to control and love somebody at the same time is so apropos because it's a, it, it, if you are questioning whether any aspect of the relationship was love, the answer is none of it, zero. And again, that's a difficult truth to come to terms with, but ultimately something that needs to be faced, that reality needs to be faced, because without it, there is a still a state of denial. And this oftentimes happens with trauma bonding, where the, uh, with children of narcissistic parents, because if you are to accept the fact that mom or dad was a narcissistically abusive individual and ultimately not compassionate with zero love, you also have to face the fact that you were never loved as a child, and therefore, in many ways, don't really know what true unconditional love is and compassion is, which is why victims of narcissistic abuse uh, need to learn uh, a certain sense of self-love and self-compassion, self-acceptance, um, which can be difficult because ultimately if they didn't have a blueprint, if they didn't have parents or, or people around them who were compassionate and loving, how are they supposed to learn this this skill of self-love and, and compassion? So this is oftentimes why you see narcissistically abused abused individuals become narcissistic because they just do not have the, the awareness. And again, I'm not defending behavior, but I'm saying that they do not have the skill set, the, the, the ability to love themselves and love others. Um, they may want to, they may see other people doing loving things and want to be able to do that, but they don't have the skill set, which is why in order to heal from narcissistic abuse, there has to be an aspect of self-love, self-acceptance, self-compassion, self-respect that's developed, which without doing so, would lead to self-sabotage, self-destruction, and ultimately perhaps potentially narcissistic abuse. It's not fluffy. It's not uh, you know extracurricular. It's it's imperative. It's it's vital to heal. We have to. The, the victim is going to have to understand what it what does it mean to love your love others and be loved and love yourself. Uh, this is a uh, it you know it it could be argued that na that love is natural, and I would say it is. Uh, People, human beings, love themselves naturally. They do what is in their best interest. They are taught to not love themselves. And therefore, it's, I believe, possible to reteach yourself or heal this aspect of yourself by simply getting in touch with who you are as a person and loving yourself. Oftentimes, this self-love is replaced with self-hate, self-loathing, self self-disgust. Um, victims need to understand that this self-loathing and self-disgust and shame has been given to them. It's been it's been downloaded by the way they were treated, and ultimately, it is not the natural state of the individual. So, in a sense, victims need to get in touch with their natural state of being. Uh, many people would call this letting go, letting God, getting in touch with source, getting in touch with your true authenticity. Uh, and I feel strongly that that is the case. 
in order to heal, we have to get in touch with the regenerative, inner, true, powerful, infinite sense of, of, of connection to source, to higher power, to God, you name it, the universe, whatever you call it, because without doing so, we're left with the inability to truly love ourselves because we're looking for outside sources to love ourselves, which is why I believe individuals who are abused go back to abusers because they're looking for that love that they could not get in childhood and therefore they will pull themselves into relationships that cannot offer this. So this, this is something that needs to come from within. And this truly helps get over the shock and, uh, of the, 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 the control that they had been under uh, and the, the, so to speak, the fog, the, the bonding, the trauma bonding, the, 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 the fake love, the, the trance, trance-like love state that they had been under with narcissistic abuse and the awakening that needs to happen, um, which is often times why I've actually heard the term, uh, the, the statement that narcissistic abuse is a catalyst for a spiritual awakening. Um, and just if there was a silver lining with narcissistic abuse, there is a certain amount of spiritual awakening that happens when you heal from narcissistic abuse because you understand how powerful you are as a human spirit and therefore getting in touch with your spirit and your inner authenticity, how regenerative and how restorative and how powerful that is in the healing process. So I'm not promoting religion, God. I'm not promoting that. I'm just explaining that in essence, it's about spirituality. It's about becoming and getting in touch with the part of you that cannot be destroyed, that cannot be controlled. You know, the narcissistic abuser can control your mind. He can control your habits, behaviors, perceptions, but he cannot control your spirit, which is why in order to heal from narcissistic control, we have to get in touch with our authenticity. We have to get in touch with our spirit, the part of ourselves that is above human uh, human control and mind control and, and ultimately narcissistic abuse. So I hope this resonated with you. And, and if you have been controlled by narcissists, you probably have had experiences of extreme suicidal ideations, perhaps suicide attempts, addictions, anything to escape the very psychological prison and, and mind control of narcissistic abuse and narcissistic control. But healing is more than possible. I've seen it done in my own life and with others. Please do reach out. I'd love to help you get to this place in your life where you are no longer a victim of narcissistic abuse where you are in control of your life and living the life that you choose, one that is in line with who you are as a spirit, as a powerful individual who is not subject to others' uh, control and mind control and other conditions that are intolerable and un disrespectful to who you are as a human being, as a powerful human being uh, connected to source, connected to uh, the truth of all that is. Uh, so please do like and share if you found this podcast beneficial. Uh, please reach out for coaching if you want healing along your journey to from uh, from recovery to from narcissistic abuse. I can be reached at yitz, Y-I-T-Z, at psychologicalhealingcenter.com. My telephone number, 252-696-4852. Uh, please do like and share this podcast if you found it beneficial. Uh, and thank you again for listening. Until next time, all the best.